0: The Evangelist's Podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world, and you. With Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener. So, have you ever done a podcast before? When? I don't
1: think I've ever done a podcast before. I'm, I'm new to these things, so. Ever wanted to? Very much so, and uh, you know you're the you're the pro at this, so I'm, I'm oh. following your lead. <laughs> I
0: don't know about that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but okay. uh, I probably only actually featured in two.
1: You're a gourmand, not a gourmet. Is that the French phrase? If you I've if got... you love food, you're a gourmand, and really? if you cook food, you're a gourmet. See, see, so now see? we're now we're podcast gourmets.
0: <sighs> very good, yes, very good. <laughs> I'm cultured. see? <laughs> Glenn, uh, tell me what's been going on. You, you were. At Kingston University last week, yeah Kingston um, University I was a lot.
1: guest of the Christian Union uh, and uh, a great christian union they 're about sort of thirty strong in a university of about twenty five thousand um, so you, you sort of think they 're kind of up against it and yet they uh, were so engaged in prayer so uh, so desiring their, their friends and coursemates to meet with Jesus and uh, they put on a great week of events, and I was the guest speaker. And, uh, and this little CU just sort of turned out in force for the prayer, turned out in force for the lunchtime events that they put on, and then turned out in force for the evening events uh, that I got to speak at. So it was a, it was a great week, really. Uh, we saw people trusting in Jesus. We saw um, lots of people sign up for uh, a follow-up course which actually today the the 20th of March um, some of them will be starting that uh, right. sort of follow-up course so we can we can pray that those who have started to see something about Jesus will will uh will really trust him for themselves that's my
0: prayer. Mm. How, how many people go to uh, Kingston University?
1: Yeah, like 25,000. So <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big one.
0: Wow. And well, what's the sort of religious makeup are there? Well, of-
1: uh, you talk to people and either you get atheists also, well, you get self professed atheists, mm. you push beneath that, and they've never really thought about it. Mm. Um, that's what I'm finding quite a lot in universities that people will self identify as atheistic. But that doesn't mean a whole lot. Mm. You know, uh, I was in uh, Plymouth University recently, and, and there was one woman on, on the Friday who said she was a staunch atheist. And on the Friday, uh, she, so on the Monday, she was a staunch atheist. On the Friday, she was saying, uh, so how can I know Jesus personally? Um, it, you know, you push beneath some of these things, and it's just kind of the air that we breathe that we yeah. are atheistic these days. So a lot of atheists and a lot of Muslim, very high proportion, um uh, belong to the Islamic society. The Islam- Islamic society is far bigger than the Christian Union at Kingston Uni. They were about to have a uh, an events week. This week, in fact, so the, the week after our mission, they, they had an events week. So they they were very keen in sort of coming along to the Christian Union events and, and asking various questions, and they mm-hmm. were keen to have people come along to, to their thing. But um, So training the Christian Union in what is Islam and what do they believe and how can we in- interact with them uh, fruitfully, that, that was a big part of the week, actually. And, and, and we saw the Christian Union sort of get a real vision for that and, and hopefully be a little bit better equipped in that.
0: Mm. How did sort of Muslims respond to you? What, what, what sort of things were they the, ask you about? Yeah, well.
1: the number one, the number one question was always, you know, what about this Trinity thing? And, and I think they thought that the Trinity was their silver bullet. I think they thought that bringing Trinity would stump the Christian, um and i think the reason they think that is because in their experience that has been the case and, yeah. and most christians aren't very good at and haven't done a lot of thinking about speaking about trinity certainly in evangelistic settings um thankfully providentially god sort of has been laying that on my heart for for many mm. years and so i i i was sort of well prepared for that so we we had some great conversations about trinity and and obviously the the two main sort of differences Islam and Christianity is who is Jesus and what happened on the cross. Mm. So Muslims say who is Jesus well he's not the son of god he's just a prophet. Uh, And Christians say, well, if he's a prophet, let's listen to some of the things that he says. And some of the things that he says is, I'm the Son of God, and I existed before the world began. And, you know, I'm the judge of the whole world, and I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So let's listen to him as a prophet. And when we listen to him as a prophet, we know that he's the Son of God. And and then the other issue, you know, what happened on the cross? And Muslims say that uh, Jesus did not die on the cross. Another person was substituted in for Jesus. So that actually it ended up in, in the Quran, a bad man ends up dying for the good man Jesus. Uh, and it's the polar opposite of the Christian Christian message. The Christian message is that the good man Jesus dies for we the bad. So we had lots of fruitful conversations like that in mm-hmm. Kingston, and, and hopefully it got some people thinking.
0: Do you find sort of students? You know, you've you've been to several um, sort of missions week at universities. Do you find them generally quite open?
1: Yeah, very. It's it's incredible to think that. You can just walk up to a student and say, you know, we're doing a survey of spiritual beliefs. Would you like to take part? Mm. And 90% of them say yes. I mean, that's that's uh, astonishing. You know, uh, I'm quite used to sort of going out on the on the streets of Eastbourne. And Andy, you, you know, you, you do that too. And and we go out there. And if we ask people, have you got a minute to talk about God? Um, <laughs> uh we find that no people uh, tend not to but yeah. students they've got they've got more time on their hands let's put it that way and they are open to talking about the bigger issues so that there is a great openness but also an incredible ignorance so that you know when people self identify as atheist you push beneath that and uh and it doesn't it doesn't really amount to any thought that's gone on. It's, they've just sort of absorbed it from the culture. There was one woman I spoke to last week who, um, after speaking with her for about 10 minutes, she said, oh, you are so different from all the other religious people I've spoken to. All the other religious people I've spoken to are really hypocritical. And I, I said to her, have you spoken to many other religious people about this? And she paused and thought, and then said actually no you're the first person i've ever spoken to about this thing but sort of in her understanding she kind of thinks you know all religious people are hypocrites and bigots without ever actually having engaged with the issue at, at any serious level at all
0: i guess it's uh, for many you know uh, come away from home and uh, this is the first time that they've come away from an environment they're very used to and you know seeking in a way you know looking for yeah yeah for meaning and
1: yeah standing on their on their own two feet not just believing stuff because their parents have and they're being encouraged to stretch their thinking so it's it's a good time to be involved in mission and mm. and, uh, and people are open but as i say pretty ignorant
0: how many sort of missions have you done now CU so you missions
1: uh christian union missions well i uh, in the last sort of few weeks, I've done three, and then before Christmas, I uh, did uh, Bristol Uni, and that was fantastic. And uh, uh, the year before that, did uh, Plymouth. So I'm 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 doing more and more.
0: Yeah. So what what does your sort of <clears throat> your your day a day in the life of an evangelist, if you like? <laughs> what, what's your kind of day to day involve?
1: Um, I suppose I I kind of see my role split into three. Um, there's speaking, there's training, and there's producing stuff. So the speaking is stuff like going to universities, and, and this weekend I'm going up to speak at a training course in a, in a church in Sheffield, and next week I'm doing a mission in a church in, in Leeds. So that's sort of the, the speaking evangelistically part of my job. And But then I also sort of, I, I read Ephesians 4, and I see that actually evangelists have been given to the church to equip God's people for their works of service. Mm. So if, if I'm just the one who's doing all the evangelism, I'm not doing my job as an evangelist. Mm. Uh, actually, I'm meant to be equipping God's people for, for their works of evangelistic service. So, uh, so for instance, I've been uh, training up churches in uh, in doing evangelism as well, so... Whether that's kind of weekends away, or Lent courses, or just putting on stuff for church leadership teams in in how they can think more evangelistically and equip their people uh, to be evangelists. So that's the the training part of things. And then thirdly, uh, producing resources. Um, So... I am freed up a bit more to be able to to write stuff, perhaps you know, do podcasts like this, do videos and that sort of thing. So, mm. so that's just a, the the third part of of what I do.
0: Mm. I mean, it's always amazing to me. I walk past your office and I can I can hear the tap of the keys, and I you know that you you're gifted it with words, and you've you've written several books. You back in the I think it was 2011, the King's English, yes. 400th anniversary you wrote the King's English book mm-hmm. which was 12 phrases from the King James version and mm-hmm. then that was like a, uh, an evangelistic book mm-hmm. so it led people to Christ mm-hmm. and then you wrote a blog that's right uh, so you did one <laughs> one phrase every day yeah 365, 365
1: days. Actually, I went back i I discovered that I actually did 369 like somehow I, I over I over yeah. did it yeah <laughs> So, I, I just basically wanted to show the impact that the Bible has had on our culture, and mm. just sort of identified, uh, you know, a year's worth of phrases that have passed into common parlance yeah. and, and just and then every day.
0: There was the video that uh, where yeah. you r- uh, wrote a poem. That's right. Uh, you produced a poem. I'm glad and- you didn't say
1: rap. You, right. you know, it's like you're about <laughs> to say rap. It, it is not a rap. <laughs> it <is> a poem. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, you get challenge yourself to do a uh, hundred phrases in in uh, three minutes. That's right. It's got about forty over forty thousand views on okay. on YouTube. So oh well, that's good. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and then you, from from that blog, you wrote uh, the King's English devotional. That's right. Which is yeah. like basically a year's worth of yeah. um, taking all the the phrases and yeah. looking at scripture. And
1: yeah, it takes you from Genesis to Revelation, from in the beginning to Alleluia at the end. So yeah,
0: good. Now you've been writing something new um in this past year or so uh called 321. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit about the background what how you sort of came to 321?
1: Yeah, it's it's basically a gospel outline. You know, the way you remember it is 321. 3 is uh God is three persons united in love. So beginning beginning with who God is, and I think that's really important in evangelism. We we so often assume who God is, and then the the shape of your evangelism once you've assumed God uh, takes your gospel in a certain direction. But if we if we begin in the beginning, there were three: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, then suddenly you've got a family, and and suddenly the offer of the gospel is come home to the family. So three is God is three persons united in love. Two is uh, the story of the world is the story of two representatives. Uh, Adam takes the world down to death and, and curse. Uh, Jesus, the second Adam, uh, raises up the world to life and blessing. Uh, and then the, you know, the final point is, one, you are one with Adam. Will you be one with Jesus? Um, and so that, that's, you know, uh, as, as someone is being taken through the gospel. What's the way into the family? Well, currently I'm on the outside, I'm in Adam, I'm part of this cursed world. And yet Jesus, the second Adam, has come. He's dying for my sins, risen up again. And he says, come be one with me. And when I'm one with him, I'm invited into the family. I have his father as my father. I have his spirit as my spirit. Uh, I have his brothers and sisters as my brothers and sisters. So this is kind of the, uh, the gospel outline that I've been developing. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Jeremy Poyner, uh, has done a fantastic uh, job of animating uh, a little five-minute video. Um, and that's sort of gotten out there. And then people have said, well, what's next? And so I'm mm. writing, on a, writing a book and I've done a, an evangelistic course based on it. I've also done some evangelism training as a course based on it. So I want to get a tract out there. Um, it's a whole merchandising thing. <laughs> it's going to be 3-2-1 the T-shirt, 3-2-1 the lunchbox. And...
0: Uh, and uh, you and I went to this coffee shop of that's a friend right. and we filmed how you would show it to a friend at a coffee shop right. on a bit of paper using a pen and pencil. That's right. We, we can give a link to that, actually, yeah, in, yeah. in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <under> Gospel origami. <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> Go on, say your joke. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the benefits of simple origami are twofold. That's it, that's the
0: joke. That's right Okay. <laughs> right. Very good, thank Are you going to
1: splice in some laughter at that point? <laughs> <laughs>
0: The jokes are as bad as the bosses. Oh, to... that's saying something. <laughs> okay, well, that gives us a bit of a picture of, uh, of what we're doing at the moment. That gives a bit of an insight. So if folks are interested, they can go to the website and we'll give all the details of that at the end of the programme. Okay, well, thanks very much, Glenn. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, we'll catch up again soon. And so until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All <laughs> <laughs> Again, thanks for listening to The Evangelist Podcast. You can catch up with us on our website, revivalmedia.org. And to get to this episode and show notes directly, where we list Glenn's King's English website we spoke about, plus the 321 website and video, just go to revivalmedia.org slash TEP1.